It's February 20th, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marsh Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Omar Sultan, who joins us, and he's going to tell us about the next Accelerate HI Pauhana talk story. And then uh, Jaylene Kanani and Zach Knoll going to join me and talk about the Mana Up cohort that they are currently in and tell us about their entrepreneurial ventures. First up, I'm happy to welcome back Omar Sultan. And uh, I know we talked about uh, Accelerate HI before, but this is specifically around the Pauhana that's coming up tomorrow. Welcome to the show, Omar. Yeah, thanks for having me as always, Brett. Yeah, so, okay, so this is a specific, like, uh, Pauhana talk story and... Tell us a little bit about who you have as guests. Yeah, so for this uh, Palhana talk story, we actually have Startup Capital Ventures. Mm -hmm. They are a Menlo uh, Park-based venture firm, so they're right in the heart of Silicon Valley. But they also have a footprint here. They have an office here, and they have a lot of love for Hawaii. So we've got the two general partners coming in, um, as well as the director. So it's a rare opportunity to kind of get direct access to three heavy hitters, if you will. Well, I, you know, I mean, we're all pretty familiar with uh, uh, Tim Dick and Donovan Kealoha. Who's the third one? Uh, Tom Toy. Okay. Yeah, and, so it's a rare opportunity. He's been in, you know, the VC space for a long, long time, decades. So it's kind of fantastic that they're all going to be there. Well, that's, that's uh, very honorable of you to bring, you know, them into your space to have them talk about stuff that you probably could talk about yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could definitely talk about that stuff. But, you know, everyone kind of has their unique networks and exposure mm-hmm. and experiences. So it's uh, fantastic to hear their thoughts. And, you know, as you saw, the theme for tomorrow is like, yeah, list, I want to know, list, uh, yeah, right? I so, know what is the, what is the, I know this is probably their suggestion, but how did they come up with this idea of lists? I mean, is it important to have lists? If you didn't have a list, would you just be floating out there in the, in the sky? Well, Donovan and I, uh, we've been friends for a long time, right? So he kind of, uh, brought this opportunity to us and he talked about trying to make it fun. So we kind of brainstormed together, how can we make this fun a little bit different so it's not stodgy and mm-hmm. you know boring as like venture capital generally is, right? So uh, yeah, we came up with a list. So top five lists of, uh, or top five places to eat in Silicon Valley, you know, five things not to do when you're pitching an investor, mm-hmm. five things you should try to do when pitching an investor and just a lot more fun topics like that. I think it says five things, uh, uh, let's see, five things to Startups in Hawaii can do to attract funding mm-hmm. in Hawaii and beyond. So these are, and then here's another one, five common mistakes for first-time founders. Oh, yeah. Now, in terms of, uh, you know, revealing these lists, are they also are they going to also add some insight into what to do as a result of these lists? I mean, you, you, can, you can have the list of what not to do, but how do you avoid not doing those things if you are brand new and, you know, you're... Trying sure. to figure it out on your own. Well, you join a place like Accelerate Hawaii, right? And we kind of help you with that journey. But nah, uh, they're going to go through best practices and things that they uh, advise companies to do, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they invest anywhere from $250,000 to a million bucks. So it's some serious cash. Um, so yeah, they're definitely going to impart and do that knowledge maybe, transfer. Maybe tell, tell us a little bit about the difference between what you do as a sort of an early stage uh, accelerator and what sure. they might do from a, from a later venture stage. Sure. So Accelerate Hawaii is not an investment program. Mm-hmm. It's Hawaii's Entrepreneurship Center. So that's for anyone and everyone, regardless of they have an idea or they have a company or what stage they're at, right? They can turn to that for resources and support. 
Accelerate UH is the University of Hawaii's venture accelerator mm -hmm. that you know we founded and we run as a public-private partnership with them. Um, that invests up to 175000 So when you think about something at an early stage that can start out, get a little bit of seed money in there, and then you know as they graduate out of these uh, accelerator programs, which are here in the state, where can they turn to next? And depending upon what their uh, technology is and what vertical they're going after, a great resource that they can turn to is Startup Capital Ventures, mm -hmm, right, to mm -hmm. continue with that financial capital as well as uh, the guidance. So like, in terms of, like, who do you want to have attend this uh, this Pauhana talk story? I mean, what would be your sort of typical profile of an attendee? Um, I, yeah, I don't. We practice inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. It's the cornerstone of all of our work at Sultan Ventures. Um, so there is no typical sort of profile. I would like anyone that is interested in entrepreneurship, anyone that is interested in doing a business or just learning, right? So this is not come. necessarily for the tech community. It's not necessarily for you know, like startups or, or millennials. Or Those people that are in that space should 100% come because that is the space that Startup Capital Ventures invests in. Mm -hmm. um, but even just getting that, like I said, that a unique exposure to a firm that is based in the Valley that does um, you know, co-investment with some other big names. Yeah, come get access to that. Come learn more and create those relationships. Oh, this is great. So this is going to happen when? This will happen tomorrow evening, Thursday. Uh, I don't remember the date. Uh, it the it's the 21st. 21st. I think so today is the 20th. In fact, Thursday, said, yeah. the 21st, <laughs> uh, five to about 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So it's Pahana. And, and, of course, these uh, Salt Adventures, you know, the, they, they always have, like, good kind of, like, refreshments. Yes. Yeah, there'll be food. There'll be poo-poos. It'll be a lot of fun, just like all of our now, stuff. Now, do people have to register to attend? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Please go to the Eventbrite um, and register to attend. It is... Um, sort of uh, limited capacity. We're trying to keep it small and intimate so people can really get direct access mm -hmm. to these three uh, powerhouses. So real quick, where can people go to sign up? Go to AccelerateHawaii.com, and there'll be an RS RSVP link there. So that's XLR8HI.com. Yes. Perfect. And I'll Thank put you. that up on the show notes for later on tonight. Thanks, Omar, for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me as always, Bert. And we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Jaylene Kanani and Zach Knoll, and we'll learn about their startups and the Mana Up experience. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to St. Andrew's Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. I especially like to listen to uh, Marketplace. I find that I'm on the road around that time and that it's very uh, informative. Um, sometimes I'll be driving when StoryCorps comes on, and those segments always make my eyes well up a little bit, and then I have to regain my composure before I go to the office in the morning. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us in the studio, Jaylene Kanani and Zach Noel. Jaylene runs a home decor company called no Noho Home Hawaii. And surf photographer Zach Noel started a rubber slipper business called High N or Hawaiian or H-A-Y-N, which is pretty cool. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. 
Thank you very much for having us, Bert. Mahalo, Bert. Thank you. So let's start with a little bit of a background on each of your companies and and sort of where it is in its stage of, of growth. And, and Jilly, maybe you know, start with you and tell us a little bit about the, your company and Noho Home Design. I mean, what is, what is uh, that all about? Well, Noho Home Hawaii is an uh, online, uh, online home decor store uh, where we provide uh, Native Hawaiian-inspired decor uh, to the general public and really just um, looking to elevate mm-hmm. the artful design um, and have people have uh, access to beautiful uh, Hawaiian aesthetic. And how long have you been in business? So Noho Home uh, by Jaylene Kanani is a new uh, forward-facing consumer company. So we are brand we're a brand new startup. Now myself, I've I've been in business in design for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been business to business. I have worked with architects and interior designers to uh, design textiles and products uh, like hotel carpet, mm-hmm. wall covering, uh, draperies, etc. Uh, so, but it's always been business to business, and um, I really just wanted to be able to bring some of that to the general public. So, as you st- you know did the business to business, you saw opportunity that some of the ideas or designs or products could appeal to uh, the general public. Absolutely, absolutely. I call. I, I always say I did this for the aunties mm-hmm. because yeah. over the last you know uh, ten plus years. Uh, the you know family and friends uh, uh, would always ask you know where can we you know where can we get these designs and um, I, I didn't have an answer for them mm-hmm. uh, and really the design business ten years ago was started because there was a void in the marketplace for uh, truly uh, more authentic native uh, Hawaiian inspired designs uh, in commercial spaces especially hospitality. Uh, so, you know, uh, the designers wanted to communicate stories and narratives of our, you know, island uh, culture and history, flora, fauna. Mm-hmm. But that just didn't exist because all of the uh, designers who were doing the designs were over in the East Coast or overseas. So oh. basically, that's how I started. Um, and that's basically how I started my mm-hmm. business. Oh, great. Now, Zach, uh, you know, surf photographer, well known, you've already got a, you know, career that's going going like uh, astronomic, but you wanted to get into kind of the rubber slipper business. How did that occur? It's kind of a, a pretty interesting pivot. Definitely, and it's something completely out of my world and out of my comfort zone. But it was brought to me by a good friend, David Lin, mm-hmm. and he came to me and he's like, Zach, I want to do rubber slippers. I'm like, Dave, what? He's like, no, but look at these. We can bring fashion, function, uh, eco message, you know, and style to something that we wear every single day here in Hawaii. And that's such a common thing, but there's nothing like it in Hawaii. And you have these other brands trying to perpetuate a Hawaiian lifestyle that are halfway around the world. Hawaii sells around the world. And these brands are trying to show the Hawaiian lifestyle. We're from here, mm-hmm. born, raised, we are based here in Hawaii, and it's such a cool and fun journey. It's something that just really excites me to get involved in and learn constantly every day about 
rubber slippers and branding and marketing and everything in between. And just it's been a really fun journey. Now, as a photographer, I mean, you're obviously very into the visual. How did you bring that? knowledge, that experience, that, that expertise into sort of the, the rubber slipper arena. Definitely. And, and you know, one of our favorite things to kind of call out and show is that we're truly inspired by Hawaii. So we're actually taking some of my images and we then go and pull the Pantones and the colors out of one image. And that creates our collection for that year. Mm-hmm. A different image for the women's, a different image for the men's and different ones for the different styles. And so we're truly pulling colors and tones from imagery of Hawaii. And so it's it's that's what inspires us. It's our backyard. And that's great. So in terms of the marketplace, so all the rubber slippers that are out there are not manufactured or they don't really originate from Hawaii? No, none of them are based in Hawaii in that way. Um, there are some very large ones and ones with Hawaiian names, mm-hmm. but they do not originate here in Hawaii or are based here in Hawaii. And we go all natural 5L rubber and we which is then able to be recycled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the other brands are using plastics in them. They're not able to recycle them. And that's something with our tagline is walk lightly. It's something we really wanted to leave behind. We want to leave less behind as we go forward. How much of that philosophy was yours as one of the founders? You know, I, I definitely had some input, but I got to give the credit to Dave. And, um, you know, he's a marketing genius in that way. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that, has guided me and inspired me and and helped me a lot. And it's something that when he came to me, I knew he was crazy and I knew it wouldn't be easy, but it's something that's been so fun learning from him and just about business in every way. Now, in terms of the the actual company itself, uh, how long has that been in existence? We've been around for four years. Oh, four years. Yes. And so I want to kind of get into the the evolution of your company and really what is it that triggered the idea of, of getting involved with Mana Up and going through kind of that mentorship. Jaylene, I mean, in terms of your your business path, yes. you've had a lot of experience in the B2B. You kind of started this online uh, business, which is relatively new. What mm-hmm. was it that sort of now triggered your decision to get to the next level? Oh, well, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, And so it was such a blessing to be able to um, participate and and, um, be accepted. So so when you say you don't, you know, you you don't know what you don't know, (laughs) a lot of people don't know much, but they're not interested in actually finding out what they don't know. So was there something that compelled you to want to find out what you didn't know? Oh, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, when you're working with a with a new venture, a startup, uh, that trial and error process, Mm -hmm. when you make that first error, um, you can either continue to make errors or you can go and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the great thing about Mana Up is that it is an ecosystem of companies just like you, who are going through the same things. And it's a very safe space to have really uh, important, you know, intimate conversations about your business and, you know, how to grow it. And then you have mentorship, you know, people who have been in multiple different sectors that can help you in every different aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's uh, it, it's, actu- it's actually phenomenal just to be able to have have those resources to tap into. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're absolutely, every day, every day there's a mistake. (laughs) And then every day there's growth. So that, that's the good thing. No, Zach, you guys have been in business for four years. You are 
you know, I, I would I would imagine that four years you're pretty well experienced in in you know the manufacturing, the design, the marketing, you know, the sales. What did you want to see as a result of uh, you know the decision to kind of get involved with an accelerator like Mana Up? So with Mana Up, I saw so much like opportunity, you know, to not only connect with these other brands but also have some great guidance. I I'm literally a fish out of water. I I don't know this business world or starting the business as well as my partner. He is amazing creative, but that's not our background. And so for me to be able to come into Mana Up, I'm able to learn these back end and these other things. We've made a lot of mistakes. Well, but, but what what triggered the idea or the thought in your mind? Because you're doing it for four years. You must think, hey, you know, we're pretty good at doing this. I mean, you know, why? What is it that was the epiphany that, that got you to think, well, maybe I don't know as much as I think I know, and I need to, you know, maybe go to a, a, a mentoring type of organization like Mana. But was there like a like a well, realization? I, yeah, I, I feel that we we could be growing and we should be growing a lot quicker than what we were. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was a point where I want to be able to tell our brand story a lot better. Mm-hmm. And we're from Hawaii. We're designed in Hawaii. I mean, unfortunately, we're not able to be made in Hawaii just by limitations of manufacturing. But with all of those things, it's like we should be a bigger brand. We should have a bigger presence. And we're not doing that because we're not able to tell our story as well. And through Mana Up, I feel that we're able to get that help and those tools necessary to be able to tell the world our story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jaylene, in terms of like telling the story, how do you see yourself or your company telling that story and, and getting you know, getting the word out beyond what it's currently doing? Well, there's a lot of, I mean, there is a lot of storytelling that um, really excites us. Mm -hmm. And it's really just the channels and vehicles that that we use. Um, Storytelling is a part of design, period. So, you know, when we we strategize about what we're going to put out there, what our designs are, that's all storytelling. And then to be able to use technology um, and different platforms to tell that story, to tell the brand story, um, and really, my story is to have other people make m- products, these products, a part of their story. So our hashtag is home is. And um, basically, noho in Hawaiian means to dwell or to exist, to live within, to mm-hmm. be from, as well as, you know, to sit. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, but really, we want to be able... We want our consumers to be able to tell a story in their home and in their space using whatever they can connect to with our products. So we're really excited about hearing other people's stories as we grow. You know, I want to also find out what inspires you with some of the designs that you have on your decor. I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this uh, short break to continue our conversation with both Jaylene Kanani and Zach Noll. And we're talking about the Mana Up ex- experience and uh, how they are faring in the short, I guess, couple of weeks that you've been involved so far. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor locations. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Jaylene Kanani, and and she's from Noho Home, and Zach No from Hawaiian, H-A-Y-N. I love it. I love that name. 
Now, right before the break, um, Jaylene, you know, we were talking about some of the uh, storytelling and and I, I love the designs that, that you've created in, in some of the home decor that you have. And I'm kind of curious, what inspires that? And, and maybe can you share, you know, of course, this is radio. So can you yeah. visually <laughs> communicate sure, sure. what it is your designs convey? Absolutely. Um, so uh, we like to tell stories. Um, and actually, uh, one of the popular ones, you know, years back um, when I did a licensed collection of designs uh, for a national um, brand, of textiles, uh, the Nopa- the story of Nopaka, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So um, not only do we visually show, you know, the buds and reinterpret them. I always, you know, will reinterpret them not to be so literal, but to be maybe a little bit more graphic. And then incorporating um, kind of the the textures that you want to feel, you know, how, how does the ocean, you know, how does the ocean feel? How does the mountain feel? How do, how are they different? What colors are we pulling from? Um, you know, the colors tell a story, you know, more of a Malka, you know, rich earthy tones or more mm-hmm. of a Makai, the, you know, the cooler uh, tones. Um, and basically that process over and over again um, with every, you know, uh, material that we're working with, um, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, soft textiles or hardscapes, just um, really focusing on, you know, what is that flora, the fauna, but not being literal. Um, I am v- I'm very, very unliteral, actually, in the, in the art that I do. Um, I always want to add this mix of, I call it kuanhina, the male-female, um, where it's not only... Um, graphic but it's also organic so you know you have um, you see a lot of that in like kappa patterns you know ohe kapala where you know you have these uh, geometric lines but they're very organic they you know they don't necessarily repeat Mm -hmm. Um, so I just love that Um, I love asymmetry and I can go on for days. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> now, now, Zach, uh, you know, I, I love all the designs that your uh, your slippers have taken on. And I would love to hear you describe some of the cool designs because I found the surfaces were not only vibrant in terms of colors, but even the underneath had a design as well. So. Uh, share uh, share some of those design thoughts. Absolutely. And, you know, everything here in Hawaii tells a story. We don't want to just slap something together because it looks pretty or it looks cool. So the bottom of our slippers mm-hmm. is actually the pattern of the rubber tree leaf. So we wanted to be able to tell that story and just kind of like that's what you're leaving behind when you're like stepping in the dirt or the sand or anything like that. It's it's a rubber tree leaf. So it kind of gives that message um, of less behind and showing. I mean, we've had amazing collaborations with some of the biggest streetwear brands in Japan, um, some very large surf brands here throughout the U.S. and the world, and one of the biggest skate companies in the world, Huff. So it's been an incredible journey, and to be able to see all of these different like connections and ideas come together and become a product has been an incredible is uh is there a a particular market that is uh probably dominating the 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 purchase orders you know consistently the the black color pairs generally sell the best um, the darker more muted colors i mean is it is it uh in hawaii or is it in japan or where where, where's the market hawaii is doing amazing we're doing really well here in hawaii um we've expanded we're in hawaii japan europe Florida, California, 
and um, it's going really well. But Hawaii continually is one of our best right here in our backyard. And we have the team here and we have amazing retail partners. And yeah, it's been great. Now, Jaylene, the Mana Up experience has only been a couple of weeks, but I want to get some quick uh, experience of what it is that you're going through currently. Sure. Um, well, basically, we have been gathering to talk about what um, kind of what our individual needs are mm-hmm. as companies and really kind of talk through, okay, you know, everyone has a direction that they want to go in. What are those, you know, short-term goals? Uh, what are the more intermediate and long-term goals? And how can um, Mana Up and its resources serve each of us individually and then as a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and everything from just, you know, very high level uh, conversations to the nitty gritty, you know, let's let's talk about cash flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, just, it's great because on day one, it was just, let's dive in and, you know, let's do some work. And it was Fabulous. So, Zach, I mean, describe the typical day at, at Manab. Is it is it everybody all together in a circle talking in you know I guess one on one in a group or is it is it a different kind of dynamic? No, we're all in a group, and that's the most amazing thing because I think it's going to bring all these different um, startups and you know companies together real close. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very diverse. There's such an amazing group of people and energy in it. And so we all get together and it's all in one group. Everything is all together. So you're hearing these different problems from the different groups and they're foreign to you because this might be food or this might be that, but it relates to you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it helps so much because being all together and hearing everyone like that, you're like, oh yeah, that, that, me too, but it's in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, the supply to this, to the marketing, to anything like that. And by hearing someone else speak of it, you're not alone. Sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like, damn, this is only us. This is my only problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not. And to hear it all together and have Mele and the team there like being able to help us and push us through and overcome these obstacles, it's been a really great journey. Now, in the last couple of minutes, I want to hear what your thoughts are once you graduate. I mean, you're going to go through a great experience, but once you graduate, which is like what? It's only, what, 13 weeks, 14 weeks? 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Okay, so what is your expectation once you graduate? Are you going to get to the next level? Are you going to feel like you've lost your mentor? I mean, what what happens then? Absolutely. Um, The goal is to get to the next level. And so we are cohort number three. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's people who have come before, and they're coming back to visit with us. And this is a ohana. This is a family. And um, we are very confident that we are going to have this mentorship, uh, you know, for life. Great. Yeah, definitely. And I I feel like being able to go through this, it's just will help everyone to go to that next level and beyond. And, you know, we're going to make mistakes, but it's all about learning and not repeating those mistakes. So. I'm excited. Great. Cohort three. That's going to be, it's, it's going to be fun. Now, where can we find more information about Hawaiian? So our website is livehaiyan.com, L-I-V-E-H-A-Y-N. And that's our Instagram as well, L-I-V-E-H-A-Y-N. Okay. I'll put that up on our show notes. And Jaylene? It is nohohomehawaii.com, which is N-O-H-O-H-O-M-E. 
H-A-W-A-I-I.com. Are you sharing the experience that you're going through on your respective websites? Um, I we haven't really thought about that yet. You know, we're maybe kind the of Instagram just, is going to be a little bit more. Yeah, maybe a little bit on the stories or something, just yeah. to kind of share the human <laughs> yeah. touch. Well, I put that up on our show notes uh, for later on tonight, so people can find out more information about your guys' companies. Jaylene Kanani is the founder of Noho Home, and Zach Noel is the vice president of. H-A-Y-N, Hawaiian. And I want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you very thank much for having us. And of course, uh, thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about the Aloha AI Toolkit. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or via the HPR app, iTunes, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we will see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.